Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The more pressure on our defenses, our offense giving the damn ball up inside the 20 to put our defense in that situation and give up those points. Um, So it's not all defense. Are are you happy with the job that the Ecstatic. I think he's doing a heck of a job. And do you have to fight the urge to want to jump in there and, and make some of those calls? Not very often. Um, the suggestions are made when we don't have the ball and uh, or on the timeout. You know, we just collaborate a little bit. We got to quit giving it away. And when we take it away, get the damn thing. And it's not a talent issue. It's a, it's a performance issue. Turning the ball over. Welcome to the Real Bucks Talk podcast. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Be sure to follow us at Real Bucks Talk on all social media platforms. I'm your host, Michael Plus, and joined, as always, Mark Ramirez. And, Mark, we got a uh, divisional matchup against the Atlanta Falcons uh, tomorrow. Uh, got two 3-7 and seven teams. This is the battle of not being in last place. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. But, uh, Mark, how are we doing? And, We'll get into our thoughts of the Atlanta Falcons and what they present. I'm doing fine and dandy. It's Saturday damn morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got supposedly a lot of cleaning to do, but but podcast first. And yes, it's the Falcons. We all know what the Falcons are pretty much. They've won two in a row against NFC South opponents, which is the team that we just lost to, the Saints and Carolina Panthers. And looking at them, obviously Matt Ryan is – a timing quarterback. Let's look at their offense first, mm-hmm. obviously. So yeah. Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, they're going to have a good day against uh, Sean Murphy Bunting and Carlton Davis if we don't get no pressure. Right. Just think, throwing off his timing. Mm-hmm. If we don't get the pressure, he's going to have a good day. It's plain and simple, and that's what a lot of teams have been doing against us, especially with our defense learning. But it's it's doing better, let's be honest. Let's hope they can take another step forward in this game. Devin White keep improving. Yeah, it all just burns off of getting pressure on Matt Ryan. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you their offensive line is still not the best. It's average, you know. Um, Carolina Panthers did a good job of getting some pressure on Matt Ryan last week, push up the middle. Um, so they're suspect inside, and also their right tackle is, is vulnerable. So... I would expect the Bucks, you know, to roll some matchups that way. You have Shaq Barrett, JPP. You get Carl Nassib back this week, which is good for depth. So, you know, you can rotate those guys in and out and hopefully get some more pressure up the middle. I think that's going to be very important. But, yeah, looking at the Falcons' offense, it's it's pretty much, you know, the same of what it has been. You know, they have Dirk Cutter back as offense coordinator, and we know the vertical concepts that he likes to run. 
but he's also done a good job of adjusting a little bit and providing more shorter routes and timing routes. And Matt Ryan does a good job of just getting the ball out quickly. Um, they have, I think, Russell Gage is their slot receiver. And then I think they also have um, Justin Hardy as well. They're without their tight end, um, Austin Hooper, who's good. And then I think they actually have Luke Stocker, who, <laughs> uh, you know, former Bucks. So. They have some uh they have some different options. Running back is Brian Hill, who's done a good job, powerful back and get, you know, three to five yards per carry at times. Kind of very similar to a Peyton Barber um S type back. So yeah, Mark Mark nailed it as far as their offense goes. You gotta get pressure on Matt and, and disrupt that timing. You gotta press the receivers if possible and uh force them into some third and long situations, which they pretty much are they're in, in third and long most of the time for the most part, but they do a great job of converting because of Matt Ryan's timing and, and ability to get the ball out. So you got to get them off the field on third down. That's going to be critical. That's hope, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, if you look at the last two they've won, they've kept Matt Ryan's – this is something that you were going to bring up later. Mm-hmm. But they keep Matt Ryan's throws down, right. unlike what we do, and they run the ball a shit ton. So they're trying to get away from the turnover machine. Mm-hmm which we don't do either. Right. This is a common theme we're going to say in this podcast, pretty much. They're getting the balls out of the hand of their, their quarterback, not just because he's throwing interceptions or whatever. It's right. what have you. It's, they're just trying to win games. Mm-hmm. And if you go back to the earlier part of the season, Matt Ryan was throwing interceptions left yeah. and right, but now they've made adjustments. They've you know Matt Ryan's adjusted to the offense. They put in some things where there's some shorter timing routes and there's some, you know, some more quick passes and, and stuff over the middle of the field. Also involving the running game more, like you said, protecting him with a, an average offensive line that can't really hold up in pass protection. So it's just doing some things that, you know, helps your quarterback and and also helps that you have a quarterback that knows how to play with timing and anticipation. That makes a big deal, um, something the Bucks just don't have right now. So looking at it from that standpoint, the offense is moving in the right direction from a Falcon standpoint. And they're they're making plays. I mean, they they take their deep shots still. There's still going to be plays down the field, but Matt Ryan does a great job of just throwing that ball out there and letting guys go underneath and get it. And you were saying last week against the Panthers, it mm-hmm. was a close game the whole game, correct? It it was close for the first half. They kind of pulled away, but that was because the Panthers turned over the football and the Falcons took advantage. So yeah. there was turnovers by. The Carolina Panthers, there were sacks, and Kyle Allen really couldn't do anything, and that's the improvement of their defense, which we'll get into in a little bit. But, yeah, it was um, it was close for the most part. I think it was like 10 nothing or something like that. Oh, so, never mind. It was like 20-0 at halftime. Oh, it was 20-0 at halftime. <laughs> I mean, they okay. ended up winning 29-3, but right. the goal is like they just, like you said, didn't give the Panthers an opportunity. They're mm-hmm. just running the clock. They're, right. They're draining down the other defense mm-hmm. to, to win a game. Yeah, exactly. Right? And then I, I want to put a point. When they beat the Saints, we lost to the Saints. We ran the damn ball eight times. Mm-hmm. They ran it 34 times. Exactly. So, I mean, I think they almost ran it more than they passed. Yeah. So it's, what are we de- doing on offense? Mm-hmm. Let's just, before we get to it, it's just look at the other teams and what they do to try and win games, especially when your quarterback is that, right? like, that consistently throwing interceptions. Mm-hmm. So it's just, we've been saying it for way too long now it's is it going to change who knows yeah well I, let's, I, let's go into their defense now yeah. um defensively the falcons are, are are much improved over the last two weeks like we just talked about um what they're doing is they're playing faster the secondary which is 
been taken over by Raheem Morris, uh, you know, former Bucks head coach. Right. So he's doing a great job of getting the secondary to play faster. They're playing with each other as far as coverage and pass rush goes. So it's really working out for them. The the pass rush of Vic Beasley, Tack McKinley, um, Adrian Claiborne, then you have Grady Gady. Grady Jarrett <laughs> can't speak either. Uh, Grady Jarrett in the middle, so they're doing a lot of good things um, from a defensive standpoint. They use their linebackers in Devon, uh, Devondre Campbell, and then they also have Deion Jones who comes in on blitzes. Those two are very excellent in pass coverage as well. They know how to cover and make plays, um, and then their secondary is just playing way faster. They have um, Isaiah Oliver and uh, Desmond Trufant. Um, I think they still have, uh, what's his name? Um, the guy you like, uh, crazy or Kazi. Yeah. The safety. So he's playing. Yeah. And then they have the other safety I'm forgetting is, I think it's Ricardo Allen. That sounds right. So yeah, they're, they're doing a good job of just playing faster and more aggressive. Um, and they're really not letting the offenses, um, you know, get big plays down the field. They are suspect against the run. Um, I think that's where you can beat them. So like we said on their offense, it's going to be pass rush for the Bucks defense. Against their defense, it's going to be running the football, especially at their edges and, you know, getting um, the short passes off in space. I think that's where you can have success. You know, Christian McCaffrey had over, I think, 200, close to 200 yards last week. Um, you know, but it's just about playing smart, don't turning it over, and, and running the football. So... When you look at our offense, and we just talked about it, you got to take the football out of Jameis Winston's hands because he's just prone to turning it over right now. And, uh, Mark, I'll let you elaborate on that. <laughs> All right, yeah, so <clears throat> looking at their defense, yeah, you named a lot of names that we've heard frequently mm-hmm. over the years. Yeah, same personnel. So really what they are, they're smaller in stature, but they're very fast and aggressive. Yeah. Besides Campbell, who's a big linebacker, mm-hmm. they're all – Smaller, but just very quick to certain points, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. So what you can do with smaller guys is run over them. Mm-hmm. If you get in a matchup where you're trying to go with speed against them, you're going to lose because right. they cover a lot of space fast. Yeah. Especially True Font, <clears throat> Oliver's lanky, long line, uh, cornerback. Mm-hmm. They don't have Robert Alford, which we were talking about. Right. That was always our go-to, just attack him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's now it's literally just use their – supposed strength as their weakness they're mm-hmm. they just want to be fast getting around we have big maulers at offensive line but we never use them let's try and hopefully use them mm-hmm. and rojo can run when he gets the opportunity so use these guys yeah um and then their defense like i said fast they want to be aggressive and cause pressure they had five sacks on kyle allen last week they had six on drew Brees the mm-hmm. week before right they're getting after the quarterback you can't get you can't make Winston sit back there another 51 times. No. Because no. he's going to get another five or six sacks, especially with how we've been looking on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Whether you say it's the O-line's fault, the running back can't block. Plain and simple, he's going to get sacked. He's going to throw turnovers if you make him sit back there too long. Yeah. I, I hope they got that image. Okay. I'm just, <laughs> and that's not talking Buck fans. I'm talking the coaches. Right. Obviously, Luffridge isn't doing a good job if you're throwing – 51 times running eight, but that's yeah. last week. Right. Moving forward, learn from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with that said, let's, let's go into uh, the, the Twitter questions and uh, cause that will touch on some of the, the offensive game plan and we'll expand on it. All right. So yeah, early morning, sorry, 
<laughs> Usually everyone's not awake on a Saturday morning. But I put it out there. Some of y'all said some things. Let's see. So this is Bruce Arians is a... <laughs> let's not say that. <laughs> it's at Red Mike Bucks. He says, really hyped to finally see Raw... Raheem Morris and Dirk Cutter finally lead a great winning NFC South team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, Raheem Morris uh, is definitely become a way better coach than what he has, what he was in Tampa Bay. Um, really didn't get a fair shot here in Tampa, I didn't think, but he's uh, really progressed and he's got that defense humming. He's now you know helping out the secondary. Um, and then Dirk Cutter, um, you know, he did some good things here in Tampa. I thought his offense, it is good when it works um, the way it's supposed to work. And he's he's doing good things again with Matt Ryan and, and getting them better. Um, so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> right now they're you you got to say they're better than us. I mean, three and seven versus three and seven. <laughs> I mean, this is status quo. We're, we're stat- right along the same yeah, line. Yeah, status quo. So, but yeah, that that'll be interesting to see how it plays out. When Raw is just, like, I'll say Bruce Arians' mm-hmm. famous line right now. It's youth. Yeah. <laughs> he was just too damn young when he started here. Right. He, can, he was out in Soho all the time mm-hmm. drinking with players. So, yeah. what do you expect? He, now he's learning. He's, he's always been a good coach, though. Yeah, very good coach. Especially uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Absolutely. Yeah, he, we would make corrections at halftime mm-hmm. and stay in games with Ray Morris. Yeah, I mean, 10-6. and six, I mean, he made it happen. God. But let's go on to the next one. Uh, will Lefwich give Jan- – oh, there's a bunch of questions here. Well, this is from at Corey J eight six three. He says, "Will Leftwich give Jameis some checkdown options this week?" Start with that one. Oh, okay, uh, I hope so. I mean, you got to have a balanced uh, route concepts. You got to have some underneath options. You got to run some drags, some some slants, crossers, stuff like that. Um, especially against Atlanta's defense. I mean, you want to get the ball out quickly from Jameis's hands, and you gotta you gotta attack their aggressiveness with you know, short underneath stuff so you can get yards after the catch. Same thing in the run game with running draws and, and screens and stuff like that. So I hope so. I hope there's some check down options. You should expect it. Yeah. But, but that's I, the thing. Yeah. With, with what this, I'm not expecting yeah. it, you know, just because of what they ran last week. I mean, you watched the tape last week. I mean, there really wasn't any check down options throughout the game. I think after the OJ tip interception where they did cross the two mm-hmm. check down options. Mm-hmm. They took it out. It, it was like, okay, well, we can't run that no more. <laughs> and then I, he was like, oh, we don't run the same play twice. So, well, I guess they didn't run any check down twice. Right. But, I mean, it's you should see a different change, mm-hmm. especially with a fast, aggressive defense like we were saying right. Falcons are. Yeah. There's going to be guys coming in, find those holes. It's de- sure as hell is not going to be 25 yards down the field. Right. Okay, so you, you almost have to change for what the defense is going to throw at you. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that gets instilled this week's game plan. Right. Uh, he says, will we see Jamel Dean? I think so. I, I mean, I hope. He's, he needs to be out there. I don't care if it's zone or man coverage. He needs to play. He needs to get experience. So hopefully he's out there. Your best players play. Yeah. I mean, Bruce Arians even said, I, I want to see more of Dean. Right. Well, I think the coach is going to get what he wants. Yeah. Uh, last one, he says, Rojo has been hella effective running in the red zone. Why aren't we running him more? That's a great question. I don't understand the Dari, you know, goal line rushes last week. I think Rojo has the vision and power and also speed to, to make things happen in, in the red zone. Even Peyton Barber, I think, has, you know, the same thing. So Didn't get one carry last week. Right. <laughs> That's not good. you got, you got to use those guys and, and, and run the football. 
clearly it's just run the ball more. Yeah. Stay in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you say, oh, because of the way the game was, we had to run more. Or pass, yeah, pass more. Or pass more. Bull crap. I mean, just keep running. You want to be even further out of the game mm-hmm. because Winston's going to force something, or do you want to just literally be okay? We're down seventeen, right. but we run more and chew them out and get them tired. Mm. Then that pass off play action is going to be there. Right. Yeah. You got you got to mix in your run game. You have to mix it in at the right times, but you have to do it effectively, but also consistently. You know, there's got to be a commitment to it. At least give me a forty twenty. Yeah. Don't give me a 51-8. Those two numbers, Jesus. Yeah, I think we had one more question. Oh, yeah, this is from Tommy. Tommy said, so are these last five to six games a second preseason? (laughs) At least for the defense to see what our young guys can do and give them the trial by fire way of getting more experience. Yeah, I would would agree to that uh, somewhat. I think, yeah, I mean, obviously you want to play your young guys. They already have young guys in there starting and – you just want to see continued progression. I think you want to see continued improvement from the defense overall, whether it's better communication, better guys being in better position to make plays, um, consistent pass rush. So all of that, you want to see constant improvement and, and better overall game plan. Uh, you want to see Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy Bunting, Jordan Whitehead, all these guys continue to step up and make plays. And then you look at it, um, you know, Devin White continues to get better and better each week. You want to see that constant improvement from him. And, you know, same with the rest of the guys. Yeah, so I would agree with that. I mean, we touched on this in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. I truly see that the defense is improving. I said it a couple times. They are getting better every week. The numbers show that. Yeah, and the, the rookies are getting better. I mean, Edwards had some plays, like I mentioned, where he literally made a, an awesome play. But then he had plays where he was just ultra aggressive. Yeah. And he was way out of position. Right, or he just needs to make his tackles, pretty much, and that comes with experience and literally just doing it. And he's going to see more playing playing time. Jamel Dean's going to obviously have to have more playing time. Bunting, he has good and bad. It's not like he's getting roasted. Yeah, the one touchdown against Thomas, even BA said it. Like that's that's on him. But yeah, they're learning. They're getting better. Devin White's playing out of his mind. Okay, and now when do we get Anthony Nelson back is the question. Is yeah. it going to be this year? Yeah, he should be back soon, I would say. I mean, it's a hamstring injury, so hopefully hopefully soon. Hopefully he can you know play the last couple of games and finish strong because we need to see more from him. I mean, he showed flashes early in the season, Yeah. Um, but you want to see more of him, and hopefully he can be a guy that you can count on going into next year because you don't know who's going to be back as far as his front seven goes. you got a lot of unrestricted free agents, so – you want to see something from him and maybe even some of the other guys like Cousin Daniels, um, you know, no, uh, Nunez Roches. You want to see those guys continue to step up and make plays. Yeah, but the overall, it's not it's not going to be a preseason. I mean, these guys are going to have to play based off of yeah, I think, or just based off of being the better player. Yeah, I think it just means overall experience, and I, I think these guys are going to get plenty of that. Yeah. I mean, they have to because yeah. these, these are the, the guys moving forward, but right. you're – going to be the staples of your defense exactly all right that was all on twitter but i wanted to really put this out there this was a great um i guess you would say comment or mm-hmm. whatever on, on our post. facebook post yeah uh this is from raymond i'm sorry if i'm pronouncing your last name wrong vandaheem vandaheem he said so there's a long one but this is very very good analysis of what's going on he says so the usual story 
we hear is if we would just get Winston an average running game, an average O-line, and an average defense, we would see how good he is. Bullshit. If your franchise QB needs all those things to be successful, he's not your franchise quarterback. He's an average at best. Every team has deficiencies on offense. Every QB makes bad throws. Every team is beatable. Franchise QBs elevate that team around them and find ways to win despite those deficiencies. There is no way Winston is worth the top five QB money we would make on a franchise tag. I'm all for bringing him back at 10 to $15 million. That's realistic. We need to draft the top left tackle and push Smith to the right side. Smith was taken in the second round. It was not supposed to be the answer. An average left tackle should be an average, an above average right tackle. See Kenyatta Walker. Good point. There's no point in drafting another QB high in the first round if they don't fix the le- the line. Same shit, different player, same results. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great comment uh, by Raymond, and uh, I I agree completely. I think you know they got to address the offensive line. Um, but that, I mean, that shows you, I mean, that exact, that's exactly what you have in Jameis Winston. He is just an average quarterback. He is nothing spectacular. He's not a guy that is going to, you know, raise the play of others around him because of his play. He's not an Aaron Rodgers. He's not a Russell Wilson. He's, he's not one of those guys that can, you know, play above what he's, you know, dealing with as far as a subpar offensive line and, um, yeah, Russell Wilson, you look at his numbers, he's been sacked quite a bit this year. I think it's close to 30, same as Jameis. Um, or Jameis, I think, has been sacked 36 times, which is not good. But <laughs> but at the same point, he's not turning over the football. They're, they're also Their staff is a little bit more committed to the run, which is good, and that's something that this staff is not really doing for him. But you you gotta you gotta be better in those areas. You gotta be better from a quarterback standpoint. I think, you know, we talk about game manager and you know being that franchise quarterback. Game manager and franchise QB, I think, are kind of they're all the same. If you have solid starting QB play, that's what you want. I mean, that's all you need to win games in this league. You need solid to above average QB play, where you know the QB's not losing the game, but he's also putting you in position to win games and being consistent week in and week out. And that's something we just don't have right now with Jameis Winston. Completely agree. I mean, it's that, that was a really good, mm-hmm. and that's what, a benefit to the Facebook group guys. Like you can literally pour out what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Like with Twitter, you get a couple little, mm-hmm. what, 150 words or something like that. Letters, right, right. characters. This, he literally just said pretty much what was going on in his head. It was like an outlet just to throw it out on the line. And he made a lot of good points. And it's, Stuff like that where we like to build this community of Hmm. not just like-minded, but understanding things together. Like, why the hell are we having to go through this as Buck fans? (laughs) Like, what what do we see as the the problems? And he flat out said it. Like, it it is bullshit that you keep giving excuses, and now the excuse is, oh, it's the wide receivers running wrong routes. Oh, but before it was our defense sucked. (laughs) Now they're showing glimpses of it getting better. Oh, but the O-line sucks. Mm-hmm. The O-line sucked for a while. Russell Wilson just sucked for a while. Right. Russell Wilson knows how to throw a touch pass. Jameis Winston does not. Right. And you showed me a, a pass this week. Derek Carr did lofting over a linebacker, mm-hmm. throwing to Jacobs. Yeah. Like, Winston doesn't do that stuff. Mm-hmm. He does laser beams and deep balls, and that's about it. Yeah. His soft pass is not – I don't think he's ever thrown a soft pass. If it's soft pass, it's maybe 60 yards down the field. <laughs> if it's five yards, it's going to go through your chest. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, things like that, like that's 
you're drafted an arm mm-hmm. and an athlete. The head really isn't there and the, the, the intricacies that you need to be a quarterback, game manager, or just a precision pass, nice, pretty pass. He doesn't really do much. Mm-hmm. And we've waited five years, and then you're going to say you're going to give another one year that's 20-something million dollars to a guy that you still don't know? Yeah, it's not worth it. I mean, you can't. And like you say, you just can't keep making excuses for him. I think, you know, the time has run out. I mean, this is pretty much he is what he is. I mean, I don't think it's going to change. Yeah, you could you could go into and say, oh, the scheme is not helping him. The offensive line is not helping him. But, again, that's that's more excuses. Um, he's He's got to be able to make the plays. He's got to be able to throw with timing and anticipation, and that's just something he hasn't done. His footwork is still inconsistent. I mean, we put up a, a play this week of him – going out of the pocket and then going back in the pocket and then going back outside the pocket, not keeping his head downfield. And, and again, he could be seeing ghosts. I mean, he has been hit a lot uh, this season, and some of that is the offensive line that needs to be upgraded. You need some better tackles to, to pass protect, especially in this scheme where you're asking your quarterback to, you know, look downfield and, and wait for long developing routes. So, And that's why Raymond said, hey, get the best left tackle. You know, move Donovan Smith over to the right side. I think that would solve a lot of problems right there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it starts with the quarterback, and especially when the ball is in his hands every play. I mean, and we're saying take the ball out of his hands less or, or take it out more. Take it out way more. Yeah, way more. Um, yeah, that's a that's a problem. I mean, and that's not a good sign for a guy that would make $27 million. I mean, he's just not worth it. It's not. And then, like, also, one other thing I'm on the Facebook group, Big Slim. I'm going to shout out to Big Slim. He put out this uh, story of Clyde Christensen saying they're trying to reduce Jameis Winston's mistakes mm-hmm. and that they're trying everything. It's just not working. Right. So what is the common point that you keep saying is not working? Yeah, obviously Jameis is just right? not getting it. He's just not either comprehending or whatever, or it's just not, it's not performing on the field. And then, yeah, the – the system, obviously, it's another vertical system, mm-hmm. isn't working for Winston's favor, even though he has the traits that you want for it. Right. It's just he's not thinking properly in it. Mm-hmm. Either he's getting out of the pocket too early. Some of these sacks, like I just said, or you said, mm-hmm. he's running into sacks. Yeah. He did it 100 times against the Panthers right. in London. Mm-hmm. He, it's just like he's the main factor you keep saying over and over right. is making mistakes. And then we... Look for excuses to yeah. to fix it. And a lot of the problems is Jameis is just not reading per, uh, correctly pre, pre-snap, yeah. pre-snap, and that leads to a lot of issues. I mean, if he's understanding pre-snap and, and knowing where to go with the football before he hikes it, then a lot of these issues will go away. A lot of these pass protection issues and, and sacks and all those things, that goes out the door because the ball is out on time. Problem is, when he snaps it, he's not reading it correctly, and he has to hold the ball longer because he already missed his route or missed the guy that was open. So that leads to more problems and that leads to sacks, et cetera. That's why you heard, you heard Bruce Arians earlier in this offseason. He's like, yeah, the quarterback, it's on the quarterback to get the ball out quick so we don't have those sacks. You know, the QB helps the offensive line and vice versa. But if your QB's not reading it properly and not playing with the timing and, and decisiveness that you need in this offense, then you're going to struggle. And that's what's, that's what's occurring right now. Yeah, and then also that plays into my part of how Jameis on his post-game press conferences will come out and say, we need to do better. I need to do the execution of my play 
to the best of my ability. And once we just concentrate on what we're doing, that's all that matters. No, it doesn't. You have to look at what the other team, you can't just play. It's blindly saying that if I just do my job right, I'm going to be great. No, you have to be aware of your surroundings. Mm -hmm. You have to know, okay, this little guy is on my 6'5 receiver. I'm going to go over there. Not, oh, this guy is a great matchup against my guy, Mm -hmm. but I'm still going to force it to him. Mm -hmm. That's stupid thinking. And we've been saying it for so damn long. It's just the guy keeps thinking the same thing. Mm -hmm. And obviously you're you're trying to push something on him and he doesn't really change. It stays. He's trying. He tries in theory. But it doesn't show in practice when he's actually doing the applying it on the field. Right. And that's a big problem. And then one other point, yeah, you mentioned how Raheem said, not Raheem, Raymond said on the left tackle. We I've been saying that for a while. Right. Just take the best left tackle. I don't want a quarterback first round unless it is like a Tua or Joe Joe Burrows is my hands yeah. down. Yeah. Then he's, Tua maybe if healthy. Yeah. But I want one of these two, the Georgia guy or the Iowa guy. Yeah, and it's a long, you know, a long way before the draft. A lot, a lot of things can change. It depends on what we and do. Winston in, could be back. It, yeah, it <laughs> depends on what we do in free agency, uh, et cetera. I mean, you could you could go out and sign some veteran offense linemen. That's not the way I would go, but you know, I I like to see us built through the draft. And there's some good prospects on the offense line this year. I think it's a very strong draft. Um, I think. You know, obviously, if that's the way it sets up, I would like to see them address it. Also, defensive line, I think, would be a, a good way to go as well. I think there's some good prospects there. But, again, that's uh, a long way a ways. But right now, I mean, that's that's pretty much how we're looking at it. Uh, just offensively, it has to be better. And hopefully they learn over these last couple of weeks that they got to put the ball in the hands of other guys besides Jameis Winston more and really take the decision-making away from him and make it as easy as possible. Yeah. I've been saying it for a while. Handcuff him. Mm-hmm. Literally, I want to see Rojo with 20-plus carries. It's got to happen. We've been saying Barber, but I guess Rojo is the name, number one. Then give him number one carries. Let, let's see a 20, at least a 20 carry. Right. And then give Barber more than zero carries. Mm-hmm. And see if you're in the game. If you're not – if. People will say, oh, well, if you're running it, then you are in the game. Then you're in the lead. It doesn't matter. If it's a close game, you still should be running the ball. Right. If you're only down 3-10, to 10, hmm. if, if you're down more than that, it's because Winston's throwing interceptions and you shouldn't have been throwing the ball in the first place. Right. So just run the ball is a big – I think you got the <laughs> yeah the theme of this podcast. Right. Well, you look at all the winning teams. I mean, they all run the football, and they run it balanced and, and effectively. I mean, you look at what Baltimore's doing. I mean, they run the ball 40 times a week because, I mean, that's what their offense is, and they know their identity, they know their strengths, and they don't ask Lamar Jackson to do at all. But And you look at the progression that he's made this year in passing the football, but that's because he's limited as far as what he needs to do in the passing game from a read standpoint, and they're making it very simple. They use their tight ends. They use – their receivers the right way. If they have a speed receiver, you know what they're using? Using him for it to go down the field and make a big play. That's what they do. Um, so it's just about being smart and understanding your personnel and what you have. That goes to Byron Leftwich. I know B.A. said he's doing an awesome job, but <laughs> I think that's a little, uh, you know, white lies there. Uh, at least I hope. But <laughs> He said it really fast. It really, that's why to me I'm like, eh. yeah, and then yeah. he didn't re- really elaborate on it. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. And, you know, we we talked about this last week and the weeks before and just reiterating it again this week. Um, 
you know, offensively, it, it's it's not real difficult, you know. Make it simple for the quarterback. Make it simple for your offense, and you'll be able to score points. Scoring points is something this team can do, as as they've shown, but it's about being effective and efficient, and hopefully they can do that uh, tomorrow against the Falcons. But uh, other than that, I don't think I had anything else. You had anything else to add? Last thing to add, you mentioned the Ravens like to run the ball. They ran it over 35 times against the Texans last week. Mm. Yes, they won 41-7. to Jackson had 24 pass attempts, four touchdowns. Yeah. And it's a product of what? Running the ball. Mm-hmm. And they have three guys that run the ball primarily being, for being them. Being effective, yep. Ah, oh, guys, I mm. mean. And then Bruce Arian says, oh, when we w- try to run the ball, we can run the ball. <laughs> then to start trying to run the ball more. Right. <laughs> but, and I'll be all that's all I wanted to say about mm-hmm. the Bucks and the running game. We just need to do it more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, again, I guys, uh, thank you for the questions. Thank you for the comments on the Facebook group. You can check that out. Uh, real buck stock. It's a real easy search on Facebook. Uh, be sure to hit us up on that and we'll be sure to, uh, accept your, uh, request. Um, and with that being said, everyone have a great weekend, go bucks tomorrow and hopefully we get a big win.